Hi everyone, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my newest horror novel, Killer Hockey Mascot, available for pre-order now. Here is a brief description. Gutsy is the new mascot of the Baltimore Brawlers, and he's a viral sensation. Big, red, and full of mischief, he's taken the world by storm. Tom Reynolds needs to pay his bills, and the job of playing Gutsy has fallen into his lap. He's deep in debt, and if playing a hockey mascot is what it takes, he'll do it. No one mentioned how playing Gutsy would change him, or the strange feelings that persist even after he takes off the costume for the night, or the sudden spate of brutal murders near the arena. But no job is perfect, right? And then the nightmares start. Nightmares, where he's stalking people, seeing with a cursed red gaze, and filled with a terrible urge to feed an insatiable hunger. Tom quickly realizes these aren't just nightmares. He's made a connection with Gutsy, and he's watching Gutsy's late-night slaughters in his sleep. Gutsy isn't just a costume. Gutsy is alive, and he must kill. Now, Tom must solve the mystery of Gutsy's origin and stop him, before the death toll rises and Gutsy grows into something unstoppable. Killer Hockey Mascot is available for pre-order for both Kindle and print, and the link to purchase it will be in the show notes. Killer Hockey Mascot is a lot of fun and great for fans of either Monster or Slasher stories. I would love for you to check it out. Enjoy the show. Hi everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, Robbie, I was good, and then I watched this episode, and ever since then, I've, I felt bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really had hope for season 20, and I, so far it not being held up. I mean, it could be worse. It could be. It could be. We could be doing like season 15 or... God forbid season 11 and 12 again. I mean, but I'm at still Matt, I, I have a feeling if we watch season 11 and 12 again, we'd be like, this is so bad. It's all right. We'd laugh more. I think yeah. there's jokes in season 11 and 12. I think that's a would would be the difference. Oh, yeah. Uh, hello. Hello, friends. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus podcasts for $5 a month. You get all that plus new episodes just like this one early and uncut and you get old episodes episodes that have fallen off our main feed you get them every week too slightly remastered best deal in podcasting i'll say it again we have someone to thank matthew all right nicole slitterink i think i don't i probably butchered your last name i apologize nicole thank you thank you nicole this week's episode is lost verizon you get it matt i'm assuming there's something called lost horizon at some point yes there is okay good it's a uh, yeah it's about uh finding shangri-la oh okay well so absolutely nothing like this episode <laughs> no it's job. not i mean they go to machu picchu i think that's the yeah, i, I think yeah. that's the i literally think that's the only connection they get that is that is what lost like machu picchu is a real place though so i don't know I don't know. Uh, this episode KBF 15 originally aired October 5th, 2008. Written by John Frink, directed by Raymond S. Percy, received a 4.2 rating with 7.4 million 
viewers, the chalkboard gag teacher's diet is working. Emphasis on the is working. Don't tell people that their diet's not working. That's a very rude part. All right. As I as I approach Kerbopal age, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the couch gag. The family rushes to the viewing area of a mountain where they are carved into the mountain's face. Bart remarks, I caramba upon seeing the statue. It's fine. It's fine. It's very basic. You know, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's okay. Uh, so guest stars, Dennis Leary as himself. You know, I don't, I don't hate Dennis Leary. Or I, I guess I didn't hate Dennis Leary before this. You know, I don't. I thought yeah. I thought it was kind of like his style of comedy is a little outdated at this point. But he's largely not a stand up anymore. He's more just an actor at this point. Um, you know, he's in the new Law and Order show. <laughs> I looked up his IMDb. What, really? Yeah, there's a new Law and Order show about organized crime, and he's in it. Wow, he's okay. a detective. I mean, I mean, he he played a firefighter for a while. A detective's not that far off. I guess that's true. Uh, but. After this episode, I think I do. I hate Dennis Leary now. <laughs> That's what this episode yeah, has done. Yeah, this episode I, really I, makes you uh, not appreciate him. Really. Hmm. Uh, also, guest stars Brian Grazer, Hollywood producer, as himself. Again, have no idea why he is here. No one except Hollywood people know who he is. <laughs> and you could have a random anybody Hollywood producer. You don't have, a, have to have a named Hollywood producer. No one cares about producers. No one knows yeah, their I mean, names. We had, we had Jeff Goldblum and MacArthur Parker, so, yeah, like, you know, just, make, bring Jeff, just bring Jeff Goldblum back. Bring some... Make, okay, whatever. Um, A preamble, a, a brief preamble before, this, before we get into this episode. Nothing happens in this episode. Nothing at all. Completely pointless. It is all filler. There is... This is there's nothing of substance in this episode. And Matt, if I start talking about something for too for too long, I want you to stop. Tell me to stop because it doesn't deserve okay. it. This episode does not deserve <laughs> me breaking things down. Like I might do it once just for the sake of it, but this episode is clearly they took some scribblings off the back of a napkin and animated it. Like Yeah, because they were basically like, oh, what what if what if the the family tracks Bart? What if Bart got a cell phone? They just, what if Bart got a cell phone? They just they they just jump from one. It just oh. like one little they have like they they are like um they are it's like a uh, headlights on a car. They see on the yeah. in driving in the night. They see just far enough ahead to continue. There is no forethought. There's no planning in any of this. Everything is just, hap- as it happens, they just jump to the next thing. So, with that in mind, the episode begins with Skinner and Agnes in the car together, driving somewhere. And they ran, they run out of gas, Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. And they run out of gas, and Agnes tells Skinner, you go get gas, I'm going to sit here and wait. So we get minutes of this. Multi- uh, of Skinner least... playing Frogger across a highway. Woo. Yeah, just running back and forth. Oh, he runs one way, forgets the gas can, has to run back, back and forth. And this is elaborate. And I don't, is this, I, I don't, I don't understand where the joke, what's it, where are, where are the jokes in this? Like, there's nothing, like, there's no humor. It's just like, isn't it wacky? That's all this is. Is like, isn't it wacky watching Skinner dodge traffic? 
Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, isn't it wacky? And also, isn't it a thing a bunch of kids would like to see? That. Okay. Let's get there. So. None of this is just nonsense. This is filler of Skinner running back and forth across a five lane highway. Where is, why is there a five? Okay. Okay, Matt. Wait, wait, wait. Stop myself. I I will ask questions. You don't have to answer them. Okay. Why? Let's not ask the question about why there is a highway. Why is there a five lane highway in Springfield? Question asked. No answer. So Millhouse is there on an overpass watching uh, Skinner do this. He thinks it's hilarious. So he calls all the kids in town so they can also see Skinner dodge traffic mm-hmm. on their cell phones on their cell phones. This is, we, we recently noted this might be that we, I think we noted this is the first time Homer had ever had a cell phone. This episode is, Hey, cell phones are a thing. That's a, it's a big plot point. Cell phones. Isn't that crazy? They exist. And all the kids have them. And so Mel's calls them all and they all show up. They all take pictures on their cell phones you know, the, the with you know, like what half a pixel, megapixel of a definition on these the flip yeah. phones cameras. Little six forty by four eighty. Yeah, a little tiny pixelated mess of a picture, but they take pictures of Skinner uh, as he's dodging traffic, and also as he is trying to not get murdered by Barney, who thinks that he's a giant beer can. You know what? I'm not, I, I'm I'm not going to bother. It's stupid. Let's move on. It's very stupid. Barney drinks a couple beers from the side of the road because he's in a he got arrested. He's in a prison outfit, and he hallucinates Skinner as a beer tries to kill him. Uh doesn't matter. This is all it exists so they can take pictures of it with their cell phones. Bart, however, doesn't have a cell phone, and he is having a tea party with Lisa. I will say this brief construction matt i don't i think i do find that charming like that bart you know for the most part doesn't want to be hanging out with his sister doesn't want to be doing the girly stuff like this but once once in a while he does you know and i I'm, that's that's a cute thing i to be very generous to this episode it it doesn't exist for very long but it is there um so the kids took pictures of skinner and they show up at the tea party and they're like, where were you, dork? Blah, 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 blah. Bart's like, what do you mean? Where was I? And they're like, well, if you had a cell phone, we could have called you and showed you this. And they show him pictures of Skinner being, um, I get not trying to get killed by both cars and Barney. There's also a shot of, the, I will also mention that while the kids are taking pictures of, of them, of, of Skinner in particular, Skinner is jumping on moving vehicles, getting away from Barney. Like it's the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I mean, before this, he was he was ducking down underneath semi trucks, and I mean, just like what? So it's, it's we're three to four minutes into this episode, and nothing has happened. Um, we have established all that we've established is, and it talks about it in my first clip. Bart wants a cell phone. Mom, even Milhouse has a cell phone. Your son is lamer than Milhouse. What does that say about you? Sweetie, we can't afford to get you a cell phone. As it is, I'm buying frozen peas on installments. never going to get a cell phone. And I'm never going to go to Machu Picchu. In this family, you get used to disappointments. Oh, how am I ever going to get a cell phone? Or what's a cell phone, Matt? You pick up on that? 
He's a child. Of course he wants a cell phone. Um, so, all that is to establish that. Three minutes of nothing. No jokes. Mm-hmm. No comedy. Just to establish that Bart wants a cell phone. It could have taken literally... All, here, you want me to establish that Bart wants a cell phone? Bart and Milhouse are playing together. Milhouse gets a call on his cell phone. Bart goes, what do you mean? You How... What? You got a cell phone? How do you have a cell phone? How yeah. do you have a cell phone? Now, Bart wants a cell phone. Hey, I did the same thing. It took 30 seconds. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, it's, just, it's just as funny. So, Bart wants a cell phone. He's walking down the street. Gets hit by a golf ball in the head. Uh, returns the golf ball to, to, to who hit it. It appears to be Dr. Hibbert. Dr. Hibbert gives him a dollar for it. And Bart goes, oh, I can find golf balls around the golf course. Turn them in for money. Uh, Q Montauk. Hey, Matt, how do you? I think I've asked this question literally every episode for the past two years. How do you feel about montages? Well, Robbie, apparently we freaking love them because they're they're everywhere in these seasons. There's so many. There's a I I think four different montages in this one episode. <laughs> At least four, might be five, might be more. So maybe yeah. we get a montage of Bart picking up golf balls. Uh, I think one of them is, oh, he accidentally grabs like a crocodile egg or something and the crocodile takes his baby back after it hatches. Not even the, not even close to the most cartoonish thing that happens in this episode. Um, but flash, it, this takes 30 seconds to a minute long. Again, precious time that they just use on Bart finding golf balls. None of this matters to the plot where it goes in the end. Not even a little bit. Um, cause groundskeeper Willie is there, Matt. Oh yes, Bart gets a job and immediately gets it taken away from him by Groundskeeper Willie. Bart Greenskeeper Willie. Greenskeeper Willie. Bart has a big bucket of balls he's gonna turn in for for money. Uh Q Greenskeeper Willie. Wow, I'm just twenty balls away from a cell phone. So it's you! You're the one who's been poaching on my territory. Groundskeeper Willie? Weekends and summers, I'm Greenskeeper Willie. Your ball scavenging days are over, and those orphan golf balls belong to me! Gah! Dimpled gold. I'm rich. Now I won't have the pleasure of country club wife to get me steak dinner. <sighs> I'm never going to get a cell phone. Oh, great. We got to wait for Dennis Leary. Hey, Leary, if you want to have a tea party, go back to Boston. <laughs> Boston. Come on, Ice Age, take the shot. Ice Age was the name of the film. I played Diego, the vicious saber-toothed tiger who, guess what, has a heart. Now shut up, or I'll have you all kicked out of show business. <laughs> Damn it. Huh? A cell phone! It's mine! Oh, cool, you can even watch commercials on it! Can I just say how much I despise uh, the, the, hey, you can watch commercials on it, and just, oh my... God, that's so stupid. Also, I'll never get to the thought of Willie pleasuring country club wives for state fairs. <laughs> That'll never leave my brain. Living there rent free. Trapped forever. Um, so. <laughs> we get a scene where Bart gets hit by a golf ball. In quick succession, Bart gets hit by a golf ball. Realizes he can sell these golf balls back to the golfers for money. We get a montage of Bart collecting golf balls in a bucket. They get, the bucket is immediately taken from him by Greenskeeper Willie. And the reason Bart did all of this in the first place is just thrown at him, literally. 
Dennis Leary just throws his phone in rage and it lands next to Bart and Bart has a cell phone. Uh, <laughs> this is sure. Sure. And Dennis Leary doesn't immediately cancel the service on that phone because I, Matt, for some reason Matt is don't even don't even start like we gotta. But I like these are the this is the hackiest of writing. Oh, this is so bad. It is so bad. It is this is it is shameful. Like everything you write should have a reason. Should have a purpose. You should not include a bunch of stuff happening to fill time because that's all this is. If you want that's Bart to if is. you want to make a plot about Bart having a cell phone and you want to make the plot about Mars trusting Bart with a cell phone, you just make that the story. You don't need to blunder into your stories. You don't have to trip and stumble and fall. And then, oh, look, here's the plot. You just start with that right away. And then you make the story about it. Oh, this is bad. Uh, we go to commercial six minutes and 34 seconds. Oh, all right, people. Strap in. We got a long second act here. So Bart now has a cell phone. He calls Millhouse. Hovering outside Millhouse's door, there's a long, pointless back and forth of Millhouse saying, "Well, you can't possibly be on a cell phone." And then Bart is on a cell phone. Oh my god, man! I can't. This is so bad. It takes forever. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's so boring. Uh, Bart, while Bart is playing with Millhouse, he gets a call from Brian Grazer. Vs. The Brian Grazer. No one cares who he is. No one cares. No one cares. Um. So Dennis Leary, uh, he asks, uh, he thinks that Bart is Dennis Leary. He asks him to do the movie version of Everybody Poops. Bart immediately agrees for a minimum, which I assume is scale, uh, and says that uh, he has to do his own poops, which, sure, that that isn't that a 10-year-old might find funny. Well, probably a 6-year-old. I'm not sure a 10-year-old would, but a 6-year-old would. Uh, so uh, we then see Dennis Leary on set of the Everybody Poops movie where he is a constipated ape, I guess. And he doesn't uh, remember um, agreeing to do this movie because obviously he did not. Uh, we then proceed to Bart prank calling bars around the world, which, yes, I do miss Bart prank calling Moe's. But it's funny because it's Moe's, not because it's bars around the world. Uh, we've, we've already done a bit where Bart calls around the world. In Bart versus Australia, it was much, much funnier than this. Matt, I will. This is the fakest praise I can offer this. This is the best thing in the episode. Mm-hmm. By far the best thing in the episode it is incredibly dumb. There's they, honestly, they, they they clearly took time to make pun names for all these bars. They have I would even say the Swedish gag, uh, the Swedish the the bartenders the Swedish bartenders reaction is the only thing I think is actually nearing comedy. Yes, in, in this exactly. whole episode. So there's that. That is all there is to this. It's it's funny, but it goes on for absolutely ever because all the Swedish people speak very slowly. And yeah, so Bart calls everywhere with the cell phone. It's not his. Uh, but eventually, eventually, Dennis Leary catches on and calls Bart to castigate him for his idiocy. Yo, who's this? Dennis Leary, you little puke. I'm going to rip out your heart with two fingers. They taught me how to do it for my show. Which one? The one that got canceled or the one that's going to get canceled? You are so dead. <laughs> <laughs> that laughter sounds like the result of misbehavior. Bart, how did you get a cell phone? Same way you got me, by accident, on a golf course. <laughs> Whose phone is this? You'll never get it out of me. Okay. Millhouse? It's Dennis Leary's! I'm sorry, Bart, I'm desperate for any signs of adult approval. You did the right thing. <sighs> ah, 
Bart Simpson's stolen cell phone? Can I help you? Damn straight you can. I'm Dennis Leary and your kid is out of control. I'm sorry, Mr. Leary. Sometimes it's hard to be a parent. No, it's not. It's easy. I'll tell you what's hard, having to watch my stunt double run into a burning building, worrying that people might realize it's not me, it's him. Try doing that. I don't think I could. <sighs> Mr. Leary, I'm so sorry. I'll send you your phone back right away. Keep the phone. In fact, can I give you some advice? Of course. You're Dennis Leary. Give your kid back the phone, but first activate its built-in GPS system. That way you can log onto your carrier's website and track your son's movements. The way I track every actor who gets a movie that I was up for. Shouldn't you just be happy for their success? I should be a lot of things, lady. So, yes. Bart has a cell phone. Marge catches him. Dennis Leary's a jerk. Yada, yada. Uh, be glad I saved you all from a minute of Dennis Leary in an action sequence of saving his Pop-Tarts before they hit the ground. I, I I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. Okay, Matt, Matt, Matt. Mm-hmm. No one, I, this is verbatim from our notes. No one wants this much Dennis Leary. <laughs> no one wants this much Dennis Leary. Ever. And And they make it so that Dennis Leary is the person that tells Marge you should track you can turn on the GPS tracker for Bart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, because Marge would never have figured that out in the first place. Also, did Marge say they couldn't afford a cell phone? Is this they're going to pay their cell phone bill? Because the phone is not the expensive part of, of having a cell phone. It's it's the service. Well, at least in 2000 that it is, but nowadays it's both <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on what phone you get. Um, yeah. But don't again, Matt, there's yes. Dennis Lear is paying the bill. If that's what you want to hear, yes. Dennis Leary is right, now he's, he's a member of the family now, effectively. That's like that is yes. literally what they want us to believe. He's helping them to pay a their bills. Hollywood, a, a celebrity, a comedian, actor who is at a crusty pro am. That's why he's at the golf course in the first place. Throws his phone in a fit of anger, then goes, you know what? No, let that boy keep my phone. And hey, helpful tip to you, the a mom I've never met in my entire life, never talked to. Turn on the GPS. Why does Dennis Leary offer this advice for no reason? Oh, it's because the plot needs him to. Movie. Yeah, because there's yeah. no reason he should want Marge to no. track Bart. There's no, no. again, it's, no. it is like literally just like, oh, well, we all we need to do is take one step forward in the night. So we have a flashlight. It paints exactly three feet in front of us. That is, this episode is written by flashlight. Yes, it is. It is. Okay, so uh, now Marge uh, can track Bart. She gives him back the phone. The GPS tracking is activated, which... I don't even know if that was a thing in 2008, but maybe it was. Sure, why not? I mean, there's there was <sighs> there was GPS and phones in 2008. It, it, you, it, like that's the least of the many things that are. The, it is. It's just when I am bored, I start nitpicking this. Well, things, not, if you're going to nitpick something, this is what I'm going to nitpick now. Okay, if of all oh. the things, it's not really nitpicking because it's the most valid criticism in the world. Um, this episode eventually it's getting there now we're finally getting to it it is literally 10 minutes into the episode where we get a plot but it's about marge trusting bart and feeling guilty about spying on him Mm -hmm. theoretically it's also it turns into also about bart being lonely like which is who cares but all this doesn't make no this is all it's all spur of the moment they just went oh well that's what happens now but yeah if you want to have this be a story, you have to have Marge, a scene where Marge goes, talks to Homer about it, let's say, the other parent, and goes, hey, you think it's okay for us to want to track to, you know, obviously, it's intruding on Bart's privacy. And 
testing how much they trust Bart. And maybe there, and obviously there's a lot of interesting things you could talk about with that. Like, well, maybe Bart hasn't earned their trust, or maybe we have to try and give him the trust. And even if he does end up failing us or getting into trouble, it doesn't matter. We still have to extend him that trust because otherwise he won't trust us. And we have to be there for him when he needs us. Things like that. Or it's, you shouldn't be intruding on your son's privacy. Or, or hey, what are the limits of a child's privacy? How much privacy should they have? Those are interesting questions you could ask about the family. But instead, they just cut directly to Marge handing over the phone to Bart and looking a little bit guilty about it. And that's it. Yep. That is the entire thing. Because now... Uh, we see Marge and Homer logged on to a very poor-looking website uh, that basically tracks everywhere Bart goes, a little the, Bart the, head. The fakest GPS website I've ever seen in my entire life, Matt. All right, we're moving on past that because, yes, we all agree about that. Uh, they track him down to a construction site where Bart is driving a forklift with Millhouse on the forks, something which you should never, ever do. And when Marge catches him, he slams on the brakes. Millhouse flies face first into some steel girders, uh, I-beams, and is dead now. Millhouse is just gone. Uh, <laughs> Bye-bye, Millhouse. We never see him again. Uh, it would absolutely murder Bart... him. There was not even a doubt. Yes. He would crack his no. skull in half. Uh -huh. yep. A little boy dead would be forever. dead. Goodbye, Millhouse. <laughs> Goodbye, Millhouse. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, uh, Bart is forced to go home. Uh, he has to take Millhouse home first, by which he means picks up Millhouse with a forklift and drives him home, because obviously. <sighs> uh, we then are treated to a yet another montage of Bart being in places he shouldn't be, and Homer and Marge tracking him and showing up to ruin his fun. Another montage. Great. Oh boy, oh boy! Yeah. While this, after this happens, uh, Bart is just hanging out, spinning in place. Because wait, she wait, wait, man! Let's let's spinning. let's let's see this. The we let's list so R-rated movie, uh, horse race, skateboarding. The last one, the most egregious. He's digging up a body in the cemetery, and he opens up the co coffin, and Marge is inside of it. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, at this point, uh, Bart is discouraged by the fact that Marge and Homer always seem to find him. Uh, but meanwhile, Homer and Marge are still tracking him, despite the fact that he's in their frickin' backyard. Uh, but Lisa finds them, and, and finds out that they are spying on Bart. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lisa is aghast at this, of course. Meanwhile, uh, Mo is apparently spying on Marge uh, with a, a listening device, and the FBI is listening to Mo. So, yes, everybody is listening to everybody, and eventually all of us will be in jail. Ugh. I mean, like... Anyway. Again, you can also do something about surveillance in this, Matt, like surveillance state, and how... I mean, I don't know if they realized that was what cell phones were leading to in 2008, but I'm sure smart people were talking about it at the time. But that's not... This, this is nothing. This doesn't have anything. There's not... The, and Marge is also just like not like there's no sense of again if marge is feeling guilty about any of this she's not showing it here she's just waiting catching bart doing mischief yep doesn't care nope homer and marge homer obviously does not care but marge should be feeling a little guilt there she does not lisa catches her and she just why does it, a, why does lisa care justification <sighs> because she's involved in civil liberties i don't know <laughs> but uh, it's like yeah. like i would feel like that's the thing is like you can make this interesting not by making it black or white the, like that's okay i'm gonna treat this just for yeah. a minute i'm gonna treat this like a real episode and oh, say God, why it won't be brief man don't worry 
Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, like, here, a quick substitution. Instead of Marge catching Bart getting into trouble four times in a row in a montage, instead, you have Bart doing innocuous things in these places, and Marge doesn't catch him doing anything. You show he's maybe he is at a movie theater, and you're like, oh, he's going to be in our movie. No, actually, he's in a PG movie. He's seeing something that, you know, something he's supposed to. Why is he at the horse race? Oh, well, actually, he's, you know, like, you have, like, some weird, like, you could still set up these gags where she's going to these crazy places. Why is Hobart, Why is Bart at the library? Why is Bart in a cemetery? Like, you just have reasons that he's there not causing mischief, not breaking the law. And that is, that furthers your theme. That furthers the, the story of, oh, Marge should trust her son. And then you could tell the next scene would be Marge going, like, Oh, then she feels bad because she didn't trust him and she should have. But instead, it's just here. This is, isn't this fun. Isn't this silly? Isn't this, um... Yep. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, Matt, uh, hey, Matt, hey, Matt, and, and it puts us on Lisa's side. When Lisa tells Bart he's being spied on, we go, yeah, Lisa should tell Bart he's being spied on because Bart doesn't deserve it to be spied on. But when Bart is only literally all we see Bart do is cause trouble. Yeah, he should be spied on. He's 10 years old. Marge doesn't want him to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a kid. Yeah. And a, a bad one at that. Yes. <sighs> True. All right. So Lisa tells Bart he's being inspired when she's able to get his attention. So Bart, the next day at school, uh, removes the tr- quote unquote tracking chip and ties it to a bird. This is not how this works. Moving on. <laughs> so Marge and Homer are watching this because somehow the tracker still works when divorced from, you know, power and antenna, all that stuff. And they see the little Bart symbol flying around the spring, the Shelbyville bird sanctuary and think, oh, obviously that's Bart. Let's go get him. Dear God. I just. <laughs> this is, a, I wrote this. March and Homer are the stupidest people alive. Both of them. Uh-huh. Like if this was Homer, Matt, okay. All right. Homer's an idiot. I get it. March. Marge isn't dumb. You'd think, but mm. like, wh- how how do you think? Th- like, do they think that Bart suddenly has gained super speed? Like, how is he traveling this these places so quickly? Robbie, 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 you told me to stop you. Fair enough. Because the plot requires them to leave. Got it. Bart could have just put it on a semi truck, or you know, on another person. No, he puts it on a bird, and they follow the bird because they wanted to get Lisa to Machu Picchu. I guess. <laughs> Anyway, Bart is now home alone because Lisa goes with Homer and Marge to track down Bart, and they take Maggie with him as well. So Bart is now home alone, and that's where we go to commercial. (laughs) Scott is nonsense. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, Let's get through the nonsense and talk about how dumb it is. Okay. Uh, We come back. Commercial, 15 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, The... (laughs) And I have the clip. I have. I literally have the, the clip that starts off the third act. So your family's been gone for three days? Yeah, and I think they may be gone a while longer. Oh, it looks like the grilled Twizzlers are ready. Mm, oh, yeah. This baby is done. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, awesome. But I better get going. It's getting dark. My mom's going to wake up soon. She gets upset if someone's not there to tell her where she is. <laughs> Typical mom. You sure you don't want to stay and have a sleepover? I made sleepover shirts. Huh? Huh? 
Listen, Bart, if I don't get home soon, there won't be time for my mom to give me a hug, my dad to read me a story, and both of them to sing me a song till I gently fall asleep. Anyway, you have fun by yourself. Ah, there's no moon tonight. Real boogeyman weather. I... <laughs> Robbie, this is a minor concern, but... uh. 10-year-olds generally don't get stories. They don't get, you know, that kind of bedtime yeah, stuff. You could um, if you want. I mean, like, it's, it's not unheard fine. of, but that's like a six-year-old thing, five, uh, six, my, seven, my, you know? My problem with this, Matt, is literally they just start the act with Nelson saying, so they've been gone for three days. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like they couldn't come up with a better way. Nope. To, well, to, uh, other ways would have taken more time, and they needed more time for nonsense. Just to have, like, there's, you're in a visual medium. You can show uh-huh. no, so no. many ways you could show the passage of time, but instead they just have Nelson say it. It's been three. So Bart's lonely. Um, Matt points out, wasn't this episode about Bart being tracked and not trusted? No, I mean, it was. Kind of, sort of. It was a little bit about that, Matt. And now it's about Bart being, feeling alone in the house. Um, so. We cut to the family now, and it what is just the most absurd, insane, stupidest sequence of scenes that I can think of in recent memory, because we saw the family in the present right now. So it's been three days since we last saw them, since they've been chasing after Bart for three days, Matt. How do you... Th- do they still not realize that Bart is a bird at this point? I mean, like you said, they're the dumbest people alive. They have to be. They have to be the stupidest people on Earth because they see that Bart is now in a field on the side of the road, on the side of some highway. Uh, birds don't follow hall- highways, guys. Like, what? You- <laughs> whatever. Uh, Homer and Marge go off to try and find Bart in this field. Lisa, at this point, it's been three days, and and they've been driving for three days. Where have they been staying, Matt? Hotels, in the car, I don't know. What have they been eating? Restaurants? Robbie, does the plot require you to answer this question? I mean, I just would like to point out that the early on in this episode, Marge goes, I can't af- we can't afford a cell phone, we're paying for peas on, on layaway or some crap, and then... We have them driving for days. Well, guess what? Traveling costs money. Hotels cost money. Food costs money. Gasoline costs money. And what? Like we don't. Let's not acknowledge any of that. Who cares? The plot, like you said, Matt. Nope. Plot requires us to not even mention it. They don't. St- we don't see them stop anywhere. This is not even a road trip. It literally is just scenes of them in places. We don't know how they got there. There's not even like they don't even do establishing shots of travel. Like, it is the laziest, just the laziest writing. Like, yep. these are the basics of visual storytelling. If people Probably be... they had better things to do. Yeah, I guess so. I... Matt Groening had to go count his dollar bills. Um, Lisa finally realizes, oh, I think because she sees the bird, it really, it literally requires her to see the bird. She mm-hmm. sees the bird. It has a chip. She goes, oh, we've been following a bird because we're all the dumbest people alive. But then she looks up the bird and realizes this is a bird that travels. It's a migratory bird, travels back and forth. uh, And just so happens 
This bird goes to Machu. It, it travels yearly to Machu Picchu, man. It does. So Lisa has a moral choice. Uh, so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why, Lisa? One of the most moral characters on the show. Yeah. She had earlier in this in this episode, in the very same episode, man. She went and talked to Bart and said, told him that she was being spied on because of a moral objection. Because of the principle of the matter. That's all that matters to Lisa. It does not matter that Bart deserves to be spied on by his parents. It is more it's a moral it is morally correct to tell people that they're being they're being they're being spied on. So I'm gonna tell Bart. I don't care about the consequences. And then Faced with a decision later on, she goes, I want to go to Machu Picchu. Who cares? I'm going to let my parents just suffer more days and days and days of mental distress, not knowing where their son is. Uh-huh. They didn't think for a second that maybe the chip malfunctioned, that maybe maybe they should check out the house. Nope. They didn't. <sighs> okay. So, um, Lisa lies because she wants to go to Machu Picchu. Uh, so, we then we cut back to Bart. Uh, Bart is alone. And um, we have another montage. Matt, take a drink. It's time for another montage. <sighs> and so hydrated after this. So hydrated. Um, th- and this is the strangest thing. This montage exists to tell us that Bart is happy during the day. He's goofing off, eating snacks, watching TV, doing whatever. But at nighttime, he is terrified. Mm-hmm, apparently. Like they, they literally show one of these shots of this montage is Bart sleeping on the kitchen table with mouse traps set all around him. Hundreds of mouse traps. Uh-huh. That's that's what it is. Of what what is he afraid of? <sighs> He's a kid, Robbie. Kids are scared of the dark, I guess. I mean, yeah, they can be, but Bart hasn't really historically ever been afraid of the dark. It's not a thing that Bart no, has ever but been afraid Robbie, of ever. Bart has to want them back. Why? Robbie, you know why. <laughs> I just want to know. Like, it's literally Bart always wanted. Like, what Bart. This is the journey Bart has gone on in this episode. Bart wanted his cell phone. He got one. He got taken away. Got given back to him. And then he learned that his own mother surveilled him because she didn't trust him. And mm-hmm. so she, he tricked them by putting the thing on a bird and the bird flew away. And now Bart finally gets what he wants. He gets to be alone. That's not what he wanted ever. He wanted a cell phone. That's really all that Bart wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. This, okay. Um, <laughs> the next, the next scene, Matt. The next scene, yes. The next scene, right after this montage, Bart at home being happy during the day, scared at night, which we get like four days and four nights of this. We cut directly, Homer, Marge, Lisa. Maggie on llamas riding llamas into Machu Picchu. What? What is what? Huh? Re- what? They drove. Well, see, they, they went all the way there. They drove to Machu Picchu, Matt, and then they rode llamas in. Uh huh. They drove all the way through Ecuador because Homer mentions going through Ecuador. <laughs> They still have the computer with them. They do, because they're still using that to track Bart. How? Because the internet was everywhere in 2008, Robbie, didn't you know? The internet, if I took my laptop out into the world now, I wouldn't be guaranteed internet, Matt. It's 2022. The world's never been more connected. Where? Okay. 
Okay. They drove to Machu Picchu. They got llamas. They're riding them in to Machu Picchu. Fine. They are exploring the ruins. Uh, apparently, they're alone. <laughs> There's no one else there. This incredibly popular tourist spot. <laughs> There's no one else there. They're all by themselves. Um, Lisa, is Lisa feeling guilty at this point? I think she's gotten what she wanted. Probably not. Okay. Um, it's not, it's unclear. I'm like, I, she, Lisa comments, oh, Marge, you, mom, you look tired. And Marge sits down on some, on a throne, a ruin, falls asleep, and we get this. Greetings, sky-haired sun mother. Um, I don't need any new friends. I'm just looking for my little boy. I need to protect him from himself. Like the mothers of ancient Machu Picchu protected their children? Our mothers were the most overprotective in the greater Machu Picchu metropolitan area. They forced their children to live in this walled mountain city. Those walls do look safe. Walls that keep out danger, keep out knowledge. Our young people never learned to survive on their own. So when they grew up, they were no match for the conquistadors. Yeah. Oh my god, you've taught me a valuable lesson. I didn't mean to, I'm just chatty. I sold my business a few years ago and I miss talking to people. I'll spell this out for the people who uh, don't understand. Marge falls asleep in some old throne, remnants of a throne, and dreams that she is being that she talks to, I presume, an Incan deity. Correct? Is that what's happening, Matt? As best I can tell. Incan deity voiced by Harry Shearer, who then goes on to say, the reason Spanish conquistadors conquered, killed, and destroyed the Inca Empire Mm -hmm. is because parrots were too overprotective. Yeah, it's gonna hold up well. It age like milk. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. So what? this is one of those things where I'm gonna say we're just gonna move on from that because there's nothing we can say that makes it stupider or makes any sense of it whatsoever. So we're gonna move on what? to when the family gets back to Springfield no, two man, weeks after no, they left. Man, no, no, Ryan, man, we're not talking about this. Man. What can we say about that? <laughs> oh, I... Oh. Uh, oh. Oh, gosh. How do you write that? You are a straight white male. That's no, how you write but, that, and you think no, this would be hilarious. But, like, that would never spring to mind like oh we need to have her marge marge talk to a incan god of some sort okay um homer i believe is the person that finally sees the bird uh he sees the bird has a little thing on his ankle and goes oh we've been following a bird <laughs> so they go back that's what they, they decide okay we'll go back 
All right. That's yep. a, that's good. That's all it takes. Uh, all it's all, let's go back. But no. Um, no. No, well, okay. This is, here, Matt, this is the final scene in the episode and my final clip of the episode. So I can't always be there for Bart. He's got to learn to take care of himself. The computer says Bart's standing on the computer. All I see is a stupid bird with a tracking chip on its leg. It doesn't add up. I think it's time for us to go home. Hey. Thank God you're okay. Were you guys gone? We were gone for two weeks. I didn't even notice. I just made a 3,700-mile car trip. I need to wash up. Whoa. Never leave again. Aww. Where's Maggie? Oh, uh, she's, uh... Okay, Matt, let's... One thing at a time. Yes, Robbie. Okay, so one thing at one thing one thing at a time. There's so much. Two weeks. I suggest we ignore the Maggie thing. No, 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 no. We can't. We can't ignore that. We can't. We have to mention it at least. I want to first thing I want to talk about is they've been gone for two weeks. They've been gone. They've been on the road for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Thirty. Bart has managed to feed himself for two weeks. Thirty-seven hundred mile car trip. Car held up well. <laughs> Drove across across countries. I hope I hope uh, Marge and Homer had their passports. Hopefully, presumably they did, or they would not have been able to leave and go through multiple countries. Um, but they just drove to for two weeks. Gone, gone. Never. They did not once, Matt. Not one time did they call the house. Never thought of it. Nope. They were like, "We're chasing Bart, so there's no one at home." Uh, they certainly shoehorned. They got that message in there, shoehorned that in right at the end there. Oh, Marge is suddenly, oh, I have to let my son be himself. And uh, also, Bart misses Marge. Why is that was not, is that the thing now? Mar, that Bart missed his, his mom? That was never the thing, though. This is not about Bart missing, Bart wanting to be alone. Bart just wanted a cell phone because his friends had one. Why? Okay. So the final shot where they go, where's Maggie? Uh, it cuts to Maggie on top of Incan ruins, dressed in ceremonial garb of some sort. Most likely not accurate. I would most say. likely fake and made up by yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. Most likely animators. not actually looks like ink. I'm going to guess. It may be, they may be in this one lone instance, an animator went... We should do our work and make this look real. But I doubt they did. But uh, Maggie's on top, and apparently they are worshipping her like she is a god or goddess. Uh, <sighs> yeah, that's how this episode ends. For those of you who are curious, that's the end. That's the end so of this episode. The after that. That's cut. So Maggie... Zero sense. Maggie is now a god, I guess. Do we ever get her back, or is she just going to stay there? Everything resets at the end of the episode, Robbie. But... But but Matt, there she's in Peru. Peru's really far away. It doesn't matter because everything magically resets at the end of the episode. It's really far away, Matt. Thirty seven hundred miles. Well, they said th that's round trip, so half of that. You know, whatever. If they did their math correctly, I didn't check it. Maybe they're. It might be wrong. Um, but Peru is very far from the U.S. I don't even have to do math to know that. 
It's fine. Their baby is thousands of miles away. It's okay. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, that's the episode. That's the episode, Matt. That's the episode. Thank goodness it's over. Robbie, is this episode broken? Obviously. How do we fix it? You, you're you're too fast for me, Matt. I'm chilling. I'm steamrolling over it. Play play, play the clip. No, so no, we wait, can get to wait, how to fix wait, 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 wait. I have to do things in the proper order, Matt. Okay. If we don't follow decorum, the the world will fall apart. It's already crumbling beneath my fingertips. Um, we will rank this episode at the end of the show. Yes, this episode is broken. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. My initial gut reaction, Matt, when I thought about having to fix this episode was, no. <laughs> I refuse. But then I calmed down a little bit uh, and let... Let myself uh, feel some peace. Pet the dog. It always helps. Just go and pet the dog for a little bit. Um, so it's not a hard fix. Well, I, I think the, the main thing is just pick what this episode is actually about. And then it just flows from that. It seems like this episode wants to be about... Here, this is my... This is my... This is going to be my theory about how this episode turned into these god-awful mess that it is is one is obviously they didn't bother revising this many if at all but it feels very much like they got to the part they found they they wrote you know the the nonsense filler scenes to start the episode they finally got to the part where bart had a cell phone and they're like well what's the plot from there well marge is tracking him and and so they they go off on a wild goose chase trying to find bart bart stays home but we can't just uh, we can't just do the wild goose chase. We also have to have scenes with Bart at home. We can't just ignore either one of these parties. So let's have terrible scenes with both of them. Like that's the and like let's do our best to make jokes and like where well let's send them to a place. What's a cool place? Machu Picchu. All right. Uh. Well, what's what do I, how do we get the back? Um. Let's do like a weird Marge talks to one of the gods thing. You know, like it's. Just, Sort of a mysterious Voyager Homer deal. Not quite, though, because that's good. But that's my theory. It's just like them spinning like, well, we can't just ignore Bart after they leave him. So we have to have scenes with him there, even though they're not that good. They don't make any sense. But go with the if you Okay, if it is Bart has a cell phone and then the fallout from that is, oh, well, Marge worries about Bart now that he has a cell phone and she sees an opportunity to track him. And maybe keep an eye on him. Okay, that's your story. Or, or I mean, they make lots of GPS trackers for kids that you just put in, like you know, their backpacks or in something like that, and then she just follows him using that. I mean, I, I mean it's, it's not hard to get into that part. No, of it. I mean, a cell phone is more ubiquitous, but I, I and I don't want and like it's easier for true, Bart. True. It's easier to sell to Bart that Bart wants a cell phone, and like you don't even have to include the cell phone. Does not have to be part of the story after that. And it really isn't, True. honestly, yeah. in this episode either. <laughs> they just have him have a cell phone. But it really, like, Bart has lots of flights of fancy. He's a kid. I also randomly wanted crap and then dropped it a week later. It can't, and like we said at the very beginning, Millhouse has a phone. Bart goes, how do you have a cell phone? I want a cell phone. And then he goes to Marge, says, I want a cell phone. And Marge goes, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then Marge goes, oh, well, 
she sees opportunity like another parent maybe says to her hey you know they have gps systems in those phones you could keep an eye on bart well he has one okay and then it spins out into marge feeling guilty about tracking bart but also being concerned about him and the trouble he gets into you do the same thing i said earlier where she does track him down he's never getting into trouble he's not he's just being a kid out in the town just doing going to the arcade or whatever um makes marge feel guilty you can still have and at this point you can still have lisa tell bart hey Marge has been your mom's mom's been spying on it on you. I don't know if you realize. You don't tie it to a bird though. You don't and you just literally just put the phone somewhere and I would say here, this is my this is my theory, Matt. You have Bart set up a trap for Marge. Bart puts the phone in a compromising position, and then when Marge shows up, he plays a prank on her or something. And then Marge gets angry. They have a fight. And then they settle it when Marge, when Bart goes, I, you know, I, I just want your trust, blah, 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 back and forth. Marge apologizes. That's it. No Machu Picchu. No bird. Uh, yeah. And you get a wonderful scene between Marge and Bart where she goes, I'm sorry, I didn't trust you, but also you're a child and do bad things. So I'm just trying to keep you safe. And you say, Marge says, sorry. Bart says, sorry. He'll try to be better. And that's your episode. That's the end. You just have like, yeah, like it, you have you tow that line between being overprotective and being concerned about your son and like the, about Bart's history. Like it doesn't have like all the silliness, all this nonsense. Just, it is just absolutely bananas to me that this this episode goes where it goes. <laughs> it's just crazy. This is just crazy. Um, I how long did that take, Matt? How long to fix this? Like three minutes three minutes hmm. and i'm pretty sure the jokes we could come up with are a lot better than those what well jokes yes i, I it's, uh, the name of the simpsons genre is called sitcom i don't know if you realize this, but it comes from situation comedy implying there should be laughs in the episode and those usually come from these things called jokes which are you know strange situations and wordplay that causes people to have a, con a cognitive incongruency which causes them to laugh in response um I'm not, I don't, I think I remember them, mm -hmm. but it's they been, used to happen all the time. Yeah. I was going to say like, I thought like they used to have, have them, right? They used to a long yeah. time ago. Okay. Long, in the long, in the long, in the long, in the long ago, in, in the, the far, long, far, long ago, in the long, long ago, far, far away. Got it. Uh, that's it for fix this episode. That's the best we're getting. I'm not spending more time on this garbage. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. Okay. Here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments the news group is where I ask, we ask. I usually do the asking, Matt, just assume. I, Matt, Matt's authority. Matt is the guy who, like, he's, is, he's like a, he stands behind me. Doesn't say anything, but he looks vaguely threatening. And you're like, oh, I better do what he says or that big guy will get me. Right, Matt? That is correct. I yeah. will stand behind you and do very threatening uh, gestures. Glowering you looks. Know. Yes, I I have uh, honed my instincts on wrestlers. Matt, if you're watching wrestling, you better. All right, we're gonna, you got to get on the Discord with us, okay? We we do it every, Wednesday night. We talk about over dynamite, okay? You have to. I, I I'm good, thanks. Okay. First, I ask our patrons over on Patreon.com/slash/The Simpsons Show for their thoughts and feelings about uh, this 
the, the episode and they leave their review. Appreciate everyone who took the time for some Casey. It's an avid listener. I so appreciate when the both of you point out things like Homer's for cell phone or the first time we saw texting. It really helps us at the stage put everything in deeper context. In deeper context. I was in eighth grade in 2007 when I received my first cell phone as a birthday present. All these children, man. These little kids listening to that's really not that bad. It's it's when we start. I know we have people born in the 2000s who listen to us. And that's when I go, oh, man, I'm old. I am an old man. Uh, continuing, Casey, I'm sorry. I diverged again. Uh, first cell phone as a birthday present. I actually had a friend who was in fourth grade when he first received his cell phone. And even age nine, I knew it was much more frivolous than it was cool. Make this the entire plot of season 20 episode doesn't shock me by any means. It goes about as just poorly as you'd imagine it would. I would highlight the absolute best scene was the Bart and Marge and then Marge and Dennis conversations. Love that laughter sounds like the result of misbehavior and some same way you got me by accident on a golf course. The episode clearly falls apart with the very thing that started the premise, cell phones. You know how people say that every episode of the self- assigned folk could have been resolved with a cell phone? That's how I feel about this. We've seen Marge and Homer with cell phones. Why aren't they calling home? I know they think Bart is just always out of reach, but you'd think they would call home just once. What a flop. Wake me when it's treehouse time. <laughs> I don't know about this year's treehouse. We'll see how it goes. Um, from Tim, I'm a little torn about this one. Yes, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And yes, a lot of the plot's issues could have been resolved had the characters bothered to talk to each other. You know what? Real life is often like that. Often you have situations which could have been nipped in the bud if stakeholders bothered to communicate each other. With that being said, I found myself engaged throughout, even if we, again, are subject to scully era cartoonishness. Is that a word? Sure. Sure, it's a word. I'll cop to laughing out loud at seeing where Homer throws laundry into the furnace. Who boy, has he gone full idiot? Number 300, but not canon. I'm going to... Tim, I'm going to push back a little bit on the. I don't. I, you're, I don't. I doubt you care too much about this anyway. But whenever someone tells me, "Sure, real life is full of miscommunications and 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 errors about uh, talking to each other and misunderstandings," sure, I agree. But real life is not trying to entertain anyone. Real life is not beholden to try and communicate a story, and you can certainly use that element of fate and random and luck and chance in a story and it's been used for, I, I think off the top of my head i think about no country for old men um where it feels like that story's building toward the showdown between uh anton shagur and josh brolin's character but instead both of them get waylaid by fate that works in that story it doesn't work in the simpsons when they do it every episode yeah, tell a story, you know. Um, yeah, Charles. Well, the show isn't afraid to have the characters do stupid things as a catalyst to get the plot rolling. It's not like, say, Beavis and Butthead or Aqua Teen Hunger Force, where the comedy comes from watching the characters struggle with mundane tasks. That's the problem. With the that's a problem in this episode. The solution to the problem literally stares the audience in the face, making everything done in it completely pointless. Then there's the fact that Marta's solution kind of undercuts her point, which simply taking away the phone and punching him wouldn't have done. A lot of episodes make it seem like Homer and Marge are just looking for excuses to not be parents. And mistaking a bird with a chip on it for Bart does nothing to dissuade me of that notion. Either that or she's just incredibly stupid. Uh, finally, am I the only one creeped out by how easily Lisa can disregard obstacles in the way of getting what she wants? Eh, she's written like not a person. Like every one in this episode. None of these are, none of these are characters. These are just, again, every single character character in this is just, how do we get the plot continue? How does the plot continue? And that even extends out to Dennis Leary. Like Matt said, is Dennis Leary still paying that phone bill? Why wouldn't he just cancel the plan on the phone? Why wouldn't he want the phone back? 
why does he tell Marge? <laughs> you know, you got questions about any character. Uh, from Derek. I know this was part of season 19 production cycle. This episode is very indicative of the feel of the show this season. That feel being one of the listlessness and nothingness. I mean, the family ends up in Peru and Maggie is worshipped as a god. And still, I feel as though I've just sat through 20 minutes of dead air. Plot doesn't hold up to any scrutiny, but I really can't really muster up any anger towards the bad writing because I just feel more tired than anything for having watched it. So sad to see my favorite show zombify before my eyes, but this is nowhere the worst. Not even close. But they're laying the groundwork. The dull gray carpet is being rolled out for the arrival of the HD era. Uh, Tarek, I'm really hoping you're wrong. I think about it a lot. I don't. I want the HDR to be better. Not good. I'm not expecting it to be good, but better. That's all I can hope for. Uh, Mark, I think I have a bit of nostalgia view when it comes to this episode. My Nana had a VHS-filled ran episodes of The Simpsons that me and my brothers taped. I remember this episode was one of them. I watched it again recently. It's a silly episode, but I found it very funny. Dennis Leary diving for the Pop Tarts always made me laugh. From Lauren, just glad I don't have to explain this episode to someone because I would be at a loss. It's not horrible, but it's definitely convoluted, boring, and meh. I would like to see Bart struggling with being the one left out and working for a cell phone. But that solved, that got solved pretty quick and by stupid means. Also, why Peru? It's just the same old, poorly written, no plot, boring Simpsons, a shock value of four today. That's, that's pretty generous. Generous. That's very kind. Only a four. Uh, from JJ, the writers seriously need to start deciding what episodes are about before they make them. They can't just go cell phones and make the rest up as they go along. There's no consistent theme. The problem is that exa- they can and did for years. <laughs> it worked. It's like, I, I I will say, like, it's me, like, in high school. Like, oh, the, pl- uh, I, the class starts at 9. Well, I can do the homework for 50 minutes, so I do it at 8.45 every day. And you're like, well, is that good? It, it, it worked as well. It did. Yeah, it worked then, but then I went to college, and I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> um. There's no consistent theme because the plot kept changing. The episode just creates lessons for Marge and Bart to learn within the last two minutes. Marge will need to learn not to be an overbearing mother, and Bart need to learn to appreciate his mom? Was that what this episode was about? Sure didn't seem like it. Lisa doesn't face any consequences for lying? On a positive note, I find these late-season episodes more tolerable when Homer is kept in the background, so this was at least better than last week's in that regard. It's the thing I didn't mention. Man, not much Homer in this. Not, and he's certainly not When jerk. he's there, he's being a jerk. Yeah. Ah, he's fine. It's not... He doesn't lie to anyone. Uh, that's true. He, he does talk about giving Bart a crappy breakfast, and he's all there with Marge on the whole tracking Bart down thing. Yeah, I know, but it's not, like you've seen the episodes. This is not, it's nothing compared to. Oh, it's a definite improvement. No, I'm just saying no Homer. The least that's this has less Homer, so it goes up. There's that a, is accurate. It's yes. part of my ranking system in my head. It's like how much Homer is there? Not much. Uh, finally, from Gabe, what what is this episode trying to be? They just stuck to Marge being an overbearing parent, could have been constructed into something interesting. They instead go all the way to Peru to try and find Bart for some reason. Inconsistent, bad episode, 3 out of 10. Hard to argue with that. Um, that's it. Thank everyone for leaving a review, for watching the stinker of an episode with us. We appreciate you so much. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? This week's question is, what's your favorite Fat Tony quote? Very good. Love them all. Made me laugh. Needed it this week. First, wait, wait, what do I do? I say, hey, Matt, take it away. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, guys. These are just too good. I'm going to laugh at a lot of these. I'm going to apologize in advance. So, first up from Casey. 
There are better lines to be sure, but the one that has always stuck with me is from a recent late teen years episode. Milhouse, may I borrow your three-ring binder? Garfield or Love is? I prefer the cat. He hates Mondays. We can all relate. <clears throat> Amen. That's my last uh, Fat Tony impression, by the oh. way. <laughs> uh, from Tim, we are bleeding red ink, which is the only thing we should not be bleeding. From <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, this is a back and forth between Bart and Fat Tony. Uh, say, are you guys crooks? Bart, um, is it wrong to steal a loaf of bread to feed your starving family? No. Well, suppose you got a large starving family. Is it wrong to steal a truckload of bread to feed them? Uh-uh. And what if your family don't like bread? They like cigarettes. I guess that's okay. Now, what if instead of giving them away, you sold them at a price that was practically giving them away? Would that be a crime, Bart? Hell no. Enjoy your gift. <laughs> that's, I, I think that is, that's, I, I hope a lot of people picked that because that is by far the best one, so... There you go. Uh, from Lauren, I'm afraid I must insist. You see, my wife, she has been most vocal on the subject of the pretzel monies. Where's the money? When are you going to get the money? Why aren't you getting the money now? And so on. So please, the money. Uh, from Andy, uh, this is between Dan and Fat Tony. Fat Tony, a word. How about meringue? That's a great word. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. I love it. Oh, uh, from Derek, it really does have to be the pretzel money's line. It plays in a loop in my head, and you'd think it'd drive me nuts, but Joe Montana's delivery is so good that it never, ever gets old. It's a toss-up between that and, to show you I'm serious, you have 12 hours. Wow, the Twisted World of Marge Simpson needs some serious reappraisal. It really does. It's just absolutely fantastic. Oh. From Gabe, I don't get mad. I get stabby. Uh, from Matt, Energy Turtle, uh, you see my wife is the most vocal on the subject of the pretzel monies, and so on and so forth. From at Zach Babbins, the kiss of death. That's all I need. Uh, from at Craig950, once again, the pretzel monies. Uh, from at that JD1, take care of him and the confusion afterwards. Uh, I believe someone was, uh, you mean take care of him as in like off him or take care of him as, you know, take care of him. And just that is a fantastic. What episode is that from, Robbie? You expect me to remember? You're the smart one. I, <laughs> oh, that's definitely not true. All right. Uh, from at hippie 200, uh, we're back to the stealing a loaf of bread to feed your starving family. Fantastic quote, like I said. And then finally, from at banana hippie hat, you have 24 hours to give us our money. And to show you we're serious, you have 12 hours. Robbie, what is your favorite Fat Tony quote? Well, because you wouldn't do it, Matt, more than once, I will do it. Okay. You, you see, my wife has been most vocal on the subject of the pretzel monies. Where's the money? When are you going to get the money? Why aren't you getting the money now? And so on. Pretzel money is just, it's just mwah, so good. Mwah, so good. Matt, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is actually uh, from, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the episode. Uh, it's, I believe it's Mayor to the Mob, where Fat Tony says, what? People love rats, but they don't want to drink their milk? <laughs> just, whoo, you promised me dog Ohio. Is that your... Quimby, yes. Real Housewives fat, of Fat Tony is the should we take care of him quote. That's right. Which is in, uh, that's not till season 22. Ooh, so we're going to look forward to then. Ah, sure. That one line. <laughs> that one line. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll make an episode good. Just that one good line. Maybe. It might. Maybe the episode's, I don't know. I haven't watched that episode. Maybe I have. Have you seen that one? Maybe. I can't remember. Next week's question we're, we're doing more of these quotes because I find them funny um, and much more enjoyable than what's your favorite Dennis Leary movie? 
Because that would that was the alternative, and hmm. demolition man is the answer. Um, what is your favorite groundskeeper Willie quote? I'll post this question. It's gonna be. A, I mean, I know what mine is immediately, but you know, I know what mine is as well, Matt. But okay, there's lots of good ones. Uh, there's oh, mm, I just had a late a late contender just came into my head, just arrived. It, was, Ooh, it went like, yeah. oh, maybe. Eh, we'll think about it. Um. I'll post this question on our social media, Twitter, at SimpsonsShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com, and you can find us uh, It's on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show has link. I'll have a, 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 a link. This, I, a post on there. It's public. Anyone can see it if you follow us. Uh, what do we do? We do... It's Friday. My brain is a big pile of scrambled eggs. We move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge of Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard to try and stump the other. We are uh, tied one-to-one after one episode so far this season. Hold on hold on with the death grip to try and just keep a tie. That's really... <laughs> um, we, in this last week, Matt and I recorded a commentary track for our episode for uh, my punishment. It's not really punishment, but uh, Matt did get to choose the episode we recorded a commentary track for because he won last season's trivia contest. We did Mother Simpson. And watch out, I think, well, I'll probably release it Thursday this week. I'll have the uh, commentary track out on the feed. You can listen and watch along with us. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready, sir. What is installed in the Simpsons house in Make Room for Lisa? I believe it is a cell phone tower. You are correct. All right. Your questions are from Mother Simpson. Oh, okay. What future police chief is the guard at the germ laboratory in Mother Simpson? It'd be uh, Chief Clancy Wiggum. You are correct. He isn't chief then, though. He's just a security guard. No, he's just a security guard. Yeah, but... He becomes chief. Your medium question, Matt. Lisa, when she is Homer in the deprivation tank, imagines a sandwich. What is on that sandwich? What is on that sandwich? Mm-hmm. Lisa imagines a sandwich. Oh, oh. She is uh, Homer. Oh she's in okay. the, yep, yep, she's yep, in the she head of Homer. Homer. She imagines mm-hmm. a sandwich. What is the sandwich? Oh, God. I want to say it's like ham, bacon, mayonnaise. I... That's all I can remember. That's probably wrong. Well, you got bacon right. Okay. Um, it's what is on the sandwich? Ooh, bacon, Canadian bacon, Mexican bacon. Oh, Mexican bacon. <laughs> and veal chop. Oh, veal chop. Of course. Oh, so veal of course. chop is the the last thing. So that's yeah. <sighs> that's a, no, no condiments whatsoever, and certainly no lettuce. Oh man. <sighs> People and their hatred of vegetables are what make a sandwich. Meat is just filler, okay? Ugh. Anyway. Okay, whoa, 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 wait, wait, oh. wait a minute. You just say that? Like, just throw that out in the wind and expect nothing yeah. to happen? Meat is just filler, okay? Cheese and vegetables are what Do make a sandwich. You filthy vegetarian, get away from me. You, you monster. No, I mean, I still want meat on a sandwich because it provides, like, Stop. filler and it's protein. Matt. Okay, Matt, 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 okay. If you think meat is filler on a sandwich, you are eating sandwiches with the wrong meat. Okay, you need to. Up I'm your eating meat. sandwiches with very good meat, and they taste okay. 
but that's not why I eat a sandwich. I want a nice thick slice of tomato. Okay, this some, is all right. Some, everyone, okay, juicy pickles. I've okay. I I believe you, man. I believe that's what you believe. Okay, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think you're lying to me. I don't think you're playing a game. Uh, I'm gonna. This is only. This is. I'm speaking directly to Matt's wife. Okay, she listens to this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to live with this man. She's used to it, though. She <laughs> she eats all the meat for me. Like I I make my sandwiches with two slices of meat. She makes hers with like seven. So yeah, that's yeah, that's it, it's, it's yeah, even. that's normal. That's the right amount. That's yes. All right, Robbie. Amen. Your medium question. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Who is on the clock for the bomb in the germ laboratory? Spyro Spyro Agnew. Oh man, I was hoping you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Matt, you just you picked an episode I just watched. You're gonna have trouble, man. I know, I know. I wanted to see how how much attention were you paying to an episode we just watched. Pretty good, actually. Your hard question, Matt. What is the name of the store where Homer and Lisa use the sensory deprivation tanks? Oh gosh, um, um, it's a it's a it's a creative name. It's back when they were actually kind of trying. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Mother Luna's, uh, you know, new age something or other. I don't know. <laughs> the whole answer is Mother Luna's, uh, I don't know, new age something or other. Exactly. Yes. It is Karma Suticles. Yes. Oh, see, back when they had good ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not as creative as they are. Anyway, your hard question. Mm-hmm. What are the diseases cured by the antibiotic bomb? There are five of them. Oh, God. I don't, I can't remember. I know I remember some of them, but I cannot remember all of them. Um, and some of them are like funny names too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's like a boogie woogie flu, I think is one of them or boogie woogie influenza. If they, I don't know if they use the full name or not. Um, I think they do like common cold measles. I don't remember Matt. That's all I got. All right. Well, uh, you got boogie woogie influenza. I'm proud of you for that one. Yay. No points, what? Uh, smallpox, diphtheria, typhoid, rocket pneumonia, and boogie woogie influenza. Rocket pneumonia. That's the other tricky mm-hmm. one. Okay. That's fine. I got I got the medium question right this week. So I'll, do, I'll take the extra. I got two points up on you. That's we're going to. I just got to. I just got to play tactically. I need to be smart. That's the thing. I can't. I can't even I can't let up for even a moment because the moment where I <laughs> the moment where I go, eh, that's hard enough, Matt goes, he pounces. He's like a that's true, he's I like do. a he's like a puma, ready to strike. It's dangerous. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we had every single episode. With it, it's time for the best episode ever. Best episode Ever. Best episode ever is the power show. And I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling the list of every episode ever and how good they are. There's nothing in this. Nothing at all. That's, uh, don't even, don't, Matt, don't even invoke that. That's It's not fair to this episode, okay? That is funny. That is a funny, memorable bit, memorable quote from The Simpsons. This episode doesn't deserve that. Stupid Sexy Flanders is miles away <laughs> from this episode. Um, okay, I'll say that this episode is better than Mona Leavesa. Okay, yes. Yes, it is. Okay, that's I'm just getting started. A spot to start with. It is Where better than Mona Leavesa. That's okay. number 368. Okay. I will also I say, say... 
I, I was right. gonna. I was also gonna say that this is worse than is absolutely below the Ziff who came to dinner, which is number three forty three. I would agree. I was gonna say it's in I between. Think them. Ice cream of Margie with the light blue hair is better than this. I agree with you. Okay, I agree. Trying to find one to because right below that you've got Funeral for a Fiend, which is the Bob episode. A very Papa don't leech, disappointing which is the Bob. one. Yeah, Papa don't leech. Also disappointing. Doesn't need to exist. Um, I think it's those. I think this is worse than both of them. Yeah, I would probably agree. Uh, the one I'm getting stuck on is, as always, GI Annoyed Grunt, where Homer and a bunch of morons take over Springfield. This is better. Military. This is better than that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's better than God, that. That's so stupid. It's really bad. But it's this... like our dividing line. Yeah. It's... So is it better or worse? And you can't always say what you want. I'm gonna say worse. I can't. I cannot remember a single joke from "You Can't Always Say What You Want." I'm like, that's what I'm like. The plot is also nonsense. You know, it's about censorship or whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of like the jokes in it. They're all really hacky. Um, I think this is better than that. Yeah, you're probably right. I just mm. it's less. It's less like that episode is like all about. It does a very bad job of being about censorship and politics and yeah. all that stuff. It and literally with every single passing moment, not even minute or day or week, every moment that passes, I hate it more. Uh <laughs> and the and it's not even that it covers that stuff, is that it does it so poorly with with so little to say. So this episode also says nothing. However, it is ultimately harmless in that it doesn't really do anything. It is filler, which filler is better than actively harmful or even slightly harmful, I guess. It's very bad. And I do want to get I get I think my I do get angry about episodes like this because the laziness is shameful. <laughs> the lazy like as a person who is a, as a writer who works incredibly hard for many many hours to try and scrape together a career i i can't imagine being in the writer's room being a writer for the simpsons and writing this and going yeah it's fine that's all right i can't um i can't either but i would i would that's the world we live in yeah so i would say that this is right below papa don't leave and right above you can't always say what you want perfect Pop that in. That's a new number three sixty-one on the list. Lost Verizon. What a terrible title. I hate it. Oh my god. It'd be faster for us to count the titles that are good after like episode two hundred. Yeah. Like they're just so bad. Um, it is right above. You can't always say what you want. Right below. Papa, don't preach. New number one seventy on the post golden years ranking. Um. Uh, Lost, uh, let's see, first place is still Homer's Enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. Uh, we have one, before we go then, Matt, before we wrap things up, we have one thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I don't see a reason to kick it out, but I also don't see a reason to keep it. There, there, you don't have to. We don't have to. I don't I don't feel like playing nice this week. Fire the cannon. 
it's it's cardboard. It's filler. You don't need it. Get it out of here. Um, there's nothing in it that needs saving. There's nothing in it worth discussing. There's no interesting things that happen. It's a footnote. It's nothing. It's bad. Um, so, Matt, speaking, uh, uh, so that's gone for buy forever. Lost Verizon. I hate you. I hope you never see you again. Uh-huh. Never have to think. Uh, next, uh, you'll be in two seasons' time. Matt will go. Is it better or worse than Lost Verizon? And I'll go. What's Lost Verizon? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're at number. As we go, we're going to do this. Ask the same question about the top of our list, working our way down till this question is answered for all of our episodes. We are at number ninety-six. Bart gets an elephant. Um, I mean, this has the best political commentary of an animated television show of all time. So I, I think we <laughs> have to keep it. I was, that is a good point. That. The 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 much repeated meme of uh, of the Democrats were bad at uh, were were bad at governing or whatever governing. it is yes and Republicans were were just plain evil uh-huh. never it, it's more accurate every day like it they, that that is just it's just more it works better it is only it ages like fine wine you said ages like milk earlier man ages uh-huh. like fine wine yes this is a ridiculous plot it's a ridiculous premise bart gets an elephant but there is never a point in this episode where they don't acknowledge that and that's the thing when you look back in the golden years episodes that do have these kind of ridiculous plots at a surface level you're like bart gets an elephant what's up what's more like you know you look at this episode they go to machu picchu you're like yeah, that's ridiculous. But hey, Bark got an elephant in the golden years. Why are you so why are you so nitpicky? I'm like, Bark gets an elephant. They are literally every single moment the elephant's time the elephant's on screen. Every time you see Stampy, everyone's like, Why do we have an elephant? This is ridiculous. You know, and Stampy is an elephant. He doesn't talk. He he acts like an elephant could act. That's all I want. Um, and at the end, it has a little a fun little bit, you know, where Sometimes elephants are just jerks, just like people. <laughs> and yeah. I, I really, that's a, that's a good bet too. Um, but yeah, this is, we are in this area of, I think the last few episodes have all been like this, where it's like, oh, it's, it's kind of crazy, a little wacky. Um, but it's a lot of fun and very funny. Barkett's an elephant is hilarious. Where is my elephant? <laughs> Love the elephant song. Oh, they're playing the elephant song. Playing the elephant song. <laughs> so yes, it stays. Of course it stays. Of course, Bark gets elephant stays. Stampy, it's Stampy, guys. Got a little Stampy. Um, that's it for that. Hey, Matt. Yes, Robbie. Our next episode: Double Double Boy in Trouble. Oh dear. In which uh, what? Bart meets a rich boy named Simon who looks exactly like Bart. Oh yeah. Okay. Who, this can only go well. Are they actually related? I doubt it. No, oh, it says new half brother and sister. Are they Simon's half brother and sister? I don't know. Well, I'm not. Even, why uh, am we'll, I? We'll why? have to find it's out. Next week. I, they're not going to answer any of those questions. Not. It's whatever. Like whatever questions I have now, the, the episode's going to. It's going to raise new questions that it also will not answer. Almost undoubtedly, that's next time. Uh, you can find everything on our website. The Simpson Show dot com has links to everything we do. Our Twitter, our RSS feed, and link to our Patreon. Help out the show. Throw us a couple bucks every month. You get a bunch of bonus podcasts with it, and it helps pay for hosting, and you will be uh, our favorite people in the whole world. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can find me online 
on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com. It has links to everything I do on the internet and links to purchase my novels. My newest, my newest horror novel is called Killer Hockey Mascot. If everything went to plan, you heard a big thing uh, talking about it at the beginning of this episode. Um, you should go pre-order it. Pre-order is available now. Killer Hockey Mascot is about a killer hockey mascot. His name is Gutsy. Uh, he feasts on blood and chaos. He must be stopped. You should go check out the book. It's a lot of fun. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. It's true. All of my time is spent taking care of kittens, which you can see on Kitten Turns. K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. You can see how incredibly adorable they are and how every time anyone sees me from the knees down, I'm bleeding in some possible way. It's not their fault. They're just a little overly enthusiastic with the cuddles. But check them out. If you want to, you can adopt them and just be warned. It's possible you will die from cuteness. I, I'm just making that disclaimer. You know, don't sue me if, you're, if you or a family member dies of cuteness. I'm sorry. It's just the way it works. Why don't you just wear socks, man? Uh, well, I would have to wear socks all the way past my knees, and it's basically thigh highs, and they don't, they don't make thigh highs in my size. I think I think we could get there for you. We probably could, but I'm not wearing those. It's it's Florida. It's hot. I mean, that is yeah, it's a, it's a fair, that's a fair point. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you, Bajan. Shh.